This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are listening once again to the Warning Radio program. Special guest today is Matt Shea. Matt Shea is currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy in Spokane. He's a retired 12-year state representative and former House Republican Caucus Chair, State of Washington. Welcome back, Matt. Great to be back on the show, Dr. Hanson. Well, I'll tell you, we're in critical times, and I know that midterm elections are about here. In fact, a lot of people are voting already. The deadline is November 8th. Depending on these elections, could determine the future of our country. Very much so. The future of our country hangs in the balance right now. And I do think there is a reason to be encouraged. I think that the overturning of Roe versus Wade was a sign. Now we have to make a choice of which path we will follow. As always, it's, it's about repentance, but this is a huge opportunity for us to live out our faith. And also, I don't think people understand that if we allow this to continue much longer, we may not have the ability to have free and fair elections in the future. And there's already enough questions on the integrity of our elections, the fact that the Chinese have infiltrated our election system, and now that's being litigated or prosecuted. And the fact that people that have highlighted where the infiltration has happened, uh, they threw in jail yesterday. Craig Phillips and, and uh, the True the Vote team, they brought it all out. They brought out all of this election integrity issue. And then all of a sudden, Catherine and Greg are thrown into jail because of exposing it. And the judge really wants to know who the confidential informant is. Well, I, you know, these... This shows that we have twofold uh, thing here. The first is we must be continuing to preach the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But the second part of this is that we have to do the second most important, important thing, and that is to ensure that, uh, that the republic continues so we can do the first thing. And that really is, I think, my message, at least today, that this election is that important and we can't just elect rhino Republicans that'll turn at the drop of a hat or talk a good game and not finish it up or follow through. We need to elect men and women of integrity that believe Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and that this republic is one nation truly under God. 
Well, we've been concerned, um, you and I, for months if we would even have elections. We know that this administration has uh, been pushing it seemingly all out for a nuclear war. I mean, we covered a little bit about uh, a nuclear war in our last uh, time we were together last week uh, as far as how it could happen anytime. In fact, we covered Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, she mentioned that is one of the reasons she left uh, the Democratic Party, again, representing Hawaii in the U.S. Congress there in Washington, D.C., and and she left. And she gave her reasons. And uh, one of it was that the party, uh, the Democratic Party, now have uh, been pushing and we're right on the precipice of a nuclear war. And she says, risking uh, starting World War III and destroying the world as we know it. Uh, so she gave her reasons and many, many reasons. I have pages of her reasons but she said, this is not the Democratic Party of JFK. This is not the old Democrats. Basically, she, she's saying this is pure communism, and we've got to stop it because we're going, they're trying to destroy the republic. And Matt, you and I have been saying this for about 15 years now. At least. Right. At least. In conferences. Right. This, this isn't going to be Dr. Hansen or Matt you know, standing up. It, it's going to be all of us, especially the pastors in the pulpit. I, you know, we, we, I was at a, a, a small group of pastors. We were meeting with Charlie Kirk the other day, uh, and we had one of the, the pastors there. At, he said this, I'm really concerned that we're going to say something that almost is intended to be offensive and it's really going to drive people away from us. And I, I, I was thinking in my head, I don't think that's the problem in the American church today. I think the problem is we're not saying anything. I think the problem is we're not actually preaching the truth. We're not actually having high expectations for our leaders and holding them accountable. And, and this, this thing with election integrity is just a symptom of the larger problem, right? That that we must repent, we must turn toward Jesus, we must return him to the center of our lives so he's back at the center of our country. And all the things that we've been we've been preaching about, literally, like you said, for 15 years, it's no longer something we can even really talk about. It's something we must do. We, we have no more room to talk about this. We must do it now. Everybody listening to the show must do it now. People that are thinking, well, what can God do through me? What? What difference could I possibly make? That attitude is a defeatist, fatalist attitude that is not American and is not godly. All you have to do is what he's asking you to do right now, be immediately obedient. And the problem we have in America is people are not even listening or hearing the voice of the Lord, let alone obeying it. As soon as we start doing this, this thing changes immediately. And what the beautiful part is, I believe, is that evil is being exposed right now. People are waking up, and we can be right there in the position of pointing them in the right direction. Well, you're exactly right. I've done articles and, and programs, entire programs, sermons on it's now time. It's now or never. And, and going into the facts, what's really going on right now to topple the republic. You know, if we don't turn this around now, as I've the last three weeks been interviewing many, many uh, people in politics and those that are trying to get elected for the first time, you know, they're all saying— it is now or never. We're going to be past the point of no return. We're not going to be able to recover. 
And I believe they're right. We are right at that point. They've really got their daggers and everything. Uh, there's corruption everywhere. The CIA, the FBI, the DOJ. I mean, corruption is everywhere, including uh, many rhinos. I mean, either we turn this back or we never turn it back, Matt. That's right. And I think that the this idea of this is a struggle that, that is so hard or something like that, I, I want to just paint a different picture. We are a city set on a hill. This country is a city set on a hill. You have heard that over the years. We are a city set on the hill. Yes, yes. Light is turned on. There is no struggle for the darkness to flee. The darkness is just gone. But the light's got to be on. The struggle is whether the light's on or not. And really, that's where we're at in this country. Is the light on or not? And Lord, where do you want me to turn the light on? Do you want to turn the light on in politics? Absolutely. The light should come on. You want to turn the light on in business. The light should come on. You want me to turn the light on in the, the media and entertainment? The light should come on. And when the light comes on, that darkness is gone. It doesn't, it doesn't fight back like that. It's gone. And I think that we have made things way more complicated than they actually are. Corruption will flee when the light's turned on. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, the corruption process is very simple. First, the enemy tries to get us to tolerate evil. And then when we tolerate it, well, it's not me doing it, but it's my neighbor, not that big a deal. We tolerate evil. Then the enemy says, okay, now you need to accept the evil. In other words, you must accept it. It can never be removed. And then, and then the enemy says, now that you've accepted it, that's not enough. You've got to celebrate the and then when that's not enough, you must participate in the evil. And just the subject of, of Halloween, that Christians not even knowing the true origins of some of these holidays, how they were twisted and perverted uh, by the pagans and, and also by Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and some other people in the, in the church and in the Bible. And I'm talking about church and the Catholic church. You have people who are compromising on simple things, and then we— them not to compromise on big things if you are compromising on the little things the the big things there's also going to be compromise there that's how evil works it gets its foot in the door through that toleration and that's exactly where it needs to be nipped in the butt that's where it needs to be stopped we cannot tolerate evil we cannot tolerate sin and god has called us multiple times in proverbs and psalms and romans we must hate evil hate sin and love the good well, you're you're right, and you brought up Halloween, and yeah, it, it's been it's been maddening. I know for me, watching it over the years, that Christians, mega mega churches, are celebrating uh, the witchcraft witches, their sacred day, Halloween, and uh, they're, they're they're playing games like it. It's not real. I mean, this is how far out the church is in discernment and reality, not even recognizing uh, the dangers of celebrating a Satan witchcraft holiday and, and the things they've done in the past. And yet real witches mock the church for even participating in it. And uh, we don't even recognize it, just like most Christians don't uh, recognize demons anymore. And they just think it's all nonsense and it's all in your head. We are so far from discernment, Matt. Uh, we need a great awakening. Uh, that's the only thing that's going to sustain us is a great awakening. I mean, yes, we need to put in the right people into office now, 
to stop losing the republic, but without a great awakening, I'll tell you what, the science of judgment is going to come to pass anyway. Well, and that's it, the, the great awakening. And, and one of the first things that needs to happen with people is to understand that evil is evil is a real thing. Yeah, totally. It's real. The devil is real. Hell is real. Uh, yeah. Demons are real. We need to understand. We need to understand these things. Well, I'll just give you an example. Just yesterday, our intercessors, we prayed for eight months. We prayed for eight months. The Lord gave us places to go. We we went to those places yesterday with intercessory prayer teams. We claimed the ground for the Lord. We prayed cleansing over the ground. And we discovered just yesterday, and this is we we found multiple ones of these, but we, we discovered a satanic altar yesterday. Just yesterday. Yes, yes. And we found them in different high places around this area. I know they're on the west side of the state. I know they're in other places in America. But if you said there's a satanic altar there, most Christians would say, oh, that can't be true. And yet, throughout the Old Testament, it talks about high places. And the true mark of, a, of a, an awakening for society is you give your life to Jesus. You, you dedicate your life to the Lord. And then the high places are torn down. It was one of the the fruits, the evidences that there was real transformation happening in society. And right now, we can't even get to the point of acknowledging that evil exists. Well, it does. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I know when I first moved here in the Stanwood area. I mean, I, I've been here since August 2000, and uh, I remember one of the first papers, Stanwood Camino Island paper on the front pages celebrating the witches of Stanwood Camino Island. And here they were broad in the front pages with their pictures being taken, the witches of Stanwood Camino Island. And uh, this is not an isolated incident. I've interviewed so many people and all through the United States of America of witches and, and people being bled to death and sacrifices and I was in law enforcement right in your area, uh, 75 to 85, and I can tell you uh, of, you know, the, the, the reports and, and cases where people were bled and, and sacrifices were going on in parks, and, and yet uh, it's not reported, but it was happening. It's exactly right. It was happening. This is, this is, not, this is not a game. It's not a game where, oh, one day a year we just put on masks and everything. People don't even understand the origins of Halloween, both on the Catholic side and also on the pagan side, with the festival of Samhain and this god of the underworld who gathered souls together to purge them of sin. And then the Catholic side, on November 2nd, All Souls Day, where they prayed for the souls in purgatory. And then that led to indulgences. And then All Saints Day on November 1st led to the, the essential worship of relics in St. Peter's Big Toe, and I'm being facetious there. And all of these things happened right now during this time of year during the festival of samhain they literally had a bonfire or what was known in that day as a bone fire hung hung a a wicker basket with either a human being or an animal in there this is where burning man comes from it's where wicker man comes from and they would literally light it on fire burn them to death and see where the bones fell out on the ground and practice divination and then the family members of the people sacrificed would carve a, what we know today as a jack-o'-lantern. They used turnips then. Now we use pumpkins. And at least we don't use pumpkins, but pagans do. They, they, they carve a jack-o'-lantern for every family member that was sacrificed in that manner. People don't have any clue what any of this stuff means. And if we don't understand evil, we don't understand truly sin, how do we know we even need a savior? 
And so I like to start there. For me, that's where my testimony came from. I witnessed the evil in Bosnia. I walked up to the mass grave. I saw the carnage. I saw the bloodshed. I saw the skeletons. I saw the hounds, uh, the hands still bound with wire and the, the skulls that still had blindfolds on them. And right in that moment, the Lord hit me between the eyes. And if there was that kind of evil in the world, there had to be the opposite and good. And I wanted to find it. Well, you're, you're, that, you're right. Jesus. You're exactly right, Matt. I, I know that years ago on, on the morning television program, uh, I did days of television on Halloween and, you know, bobbing for apples. Well, they think bobbing for apples, but they were bobbing for heads and skulls. And I'll tell you, the paganism, uh, the human sacrifice, uh, what was actually going on, and uh, they they consider it the most holy day, witches, in witchcraft that there is. And they, they can't believe that Christians are following it. I'm talking about mega churches acting like everything is fine and they allow their their congregations and their children to dress up in costumes, some of it representing demons, and they don't even know it, Matt. That's right. And I mean I get I get fired up about this because I have had so many Christians. In fact, we saw we saw a, a Christian delivered of it last night, actually. So many Christians who've compromised in this area. And then they don't understand the other areas of their life where there's been compromised. So what, what's the solution? The solution is do not tolerate evil. Do not tolerate sin in your life. Don't even give it a toehold. Don't even give it a little crack in the door. And Jesus Christ died on the cross to not only pay the price for our salvation, but pay the price for our healing, pay the price for our deliverance, to turn the mourning in our lives into gladness and this awakening, I think, is happening. I think people are understanding there actually is real evil in the world now. And, and I think just, just last night with, with uh, people that celebrated Halloween, I think there, there's going to be an awakening, too, that this is demonic. But it all has to point toward Jesus that he is the, indeed the solution. Here in, in Washington State, uh, western Washington, I live in uh, close to Stanwood, yet uh, they're still not doing the 4th of July parade because of the, the the COVID nonsense, but here they're blocking off entire blocks last night for Halloween so the children can go around, including going, going to churches. Matt, this made me sick. Yes. It, in, that's why I think, you know, the Christians in some of the big churches and some of the other places that say this stuff is not that big a deal don't understand um, they don't understand the principle that there is no safety for an honest man except by believing all possible people with evil. So th- this kind of compromise just on something simple like Halloween turns into compromise on election integrity, compromise on allowing leaders that are that are intentionally evil. They have chosen evil to be holding the polit- positions of influence in this land, not only in the political realm, but also in the church. No, you said that. You said it yeah. at the beginning that uh, pastors were basically, uh, they're not engaged, they're not involved, they're afraid to speak the truth lest they offend. Because we haven't spoken the truth, the other side has allowed lies to continue and to perpetuate, and evil is the rule of the day because pastors are not doing their job. And actually, uh, their vanity is the cause of it. Why they're, they're so afraid of, of being criticized instead of being worried about being judged by a holy God when their spirit leaves their body. That's right. That's right. I, that, to me, Dr. Hansen, that to me, honestly, we, we, we just need right now the pulpits to be on fire 
on fire. And I, I don't know, I don't have a frame of reference necessarily as a pastor of what the church is, is or what the seminary is teaching. Thank God for that. I just think the pulpits need to be on fire with a hatred for evil, a hatred for sin, and a love of Jesus Christ. I know when I had my first supernatural dream after five years of I was in law enforcement repenting of hating somebody, and, and once I got that out of the way, you know, if you can't forgive, it's because you have too much vanity and pride. Once I got that out of the way, the Holy Spirit then can flow through me, and I've, I've seen since 85 to now a supernatural life, meeting with government, seeing the miracles, seeing God manifest himself and make himself real and powerful. But I had that supernatural dream. I saw death lines. I saw myself meeting with the presidents, the prime ministers, the masses. But I also saw the heartbeat of God. It was broken. I said, why, Lord? Because He said, because of the church is in love with the world more than we, me. I said, why, Lord? He said, because of the pastor behind the pulpit. I came out of that dream sweating, started resigning of areas of responsibility, business practices, law enforcement, and started to go around the world, uh, basically a John the Baptist, Elijah type of ministry, a David Wilkerson type, you know, repent for the kingdom of God is nigh. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. Special guest has been Matt Shea. We've got to have another great awakening. Please go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on my Eagles Saving Nation, subscribe today. We've got to get into the stadiums. We've got to get right back to Pentecost. We've got to allow the power of God to flow through with individuals without fear or intimidation. There's got to be a great awakening. Also, you need to order my book, The Science of Judgment, The Science of Judgment, and pray, pray for these elections coming up. I know that Sunday I'm in leading a prayer for the state of Washington. We're here in our chapel over here at Western Washington at World Ministries International, but there'll be 12 hours of prayer, prayer in every state coordinated. We need to pray. We've got to have free elections. We've got to put people into office. We've got to stop this tyranny so we can see a great awakening. God bless you. Now listen to the Science of Judgment. Order your copy today. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, 
Man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.